Welcome to Weekly Worship. We are so happy you're here. We're finishing up our Advent sermon series this week along with our communal abiding times. And we're really excited to have our worship night tonight. Before Natalie leads us in worship, I wanted to share some thoughts on hope for this season. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here to learn more about you and your glory and of your son. I pray that tonight our hearts would be open to learn how we can rejoice in this season and to get to know you better. In your name we pray. Amen. So I don't know about you, but when I think of worship, I often think of, you know, that set aside part of a service with a low-key warm-up song so we can all get really hyped. Or I usually think of that nice blocked out of time in the mornings when you know you're going to read through the Psalms and listen to your worship playlist and then call it good. But lately, I've realized that when we look at the gospel specifically in scripture, the reaction that the people had during that day to Jesus and the worship that arose from them was far from ordered or tentative or quiet. I also think what's really sweet is that the first response to Jesus we can see from his own mom. So tonight we're going to read through the first couple chapters in Luke. So if you want to grab your Bibles or you can look at the screen in front of you, we're going to start off in Luke chapter one, and we're going to look at the visit that Mary and Elizabeth had. Elizabeth was Mary's cousin who also had kind of a divine conception. This is right after Elizabeth blesses Mary for um, what God has done through her. And then we pick up in verse 46. And it says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful, to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. So we can see here that Mary's response to this news, to this good news of God within her, is worship. That's a pretty kind of significant first step to take in the acknowledgement that the Son of God is within you. And to move along into chapter 2, we can see that while Mary sang, if we turn to what the shepherds did, we see that as they returned from the manger, from visiting Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, the scriptures say that they were glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. They were so excited that they couldn't help but reflect back the joy that they had just witnessed to the one who had granted them that opportunity. And if we continue on in chapter 2, we see that after Jesus was born, it was common in that day for new births to Jewish families to take the babies to the temple. And so his parents brought him to Jerusalem. And that was where they were going to dedicate him to the Lord and offer sacrifices to God for the birth of this baby. And there is when we meet this man named Simeon. So picking up in chapter 2, verse 25, it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, 
who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he would see the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother then marveled at what was said about him. Simeon was led by the Holy Spirit that day to go to the temple, and at the first sight of this baby, after waiting years for it, we can assume this man was old at this point, he took him in his arms and thanked God first, and then spoke over him what he would do for the world. It's a pretty great testament of what waiting expectantly looks like. And speaking of which, we can't read Luke 2 without reading about Anna. And Anna is by far one of my favorite people in the entire Bible. And I think it's just because her life to me encompasses what a beautiful testament of waiting expectantly for the Lord looks like. And in Anna's case, it was literally and physically. Okay, so reading in verse 36 in chapter 2, it says, There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven years after they got married, but then was a widow for 84 more years after that. During that time, she never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. And when Mary and Joseph came in with Jesus, so fast forward a little bit, it says in verse 38, Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna waited and never left her post. She was waiting for the Messiah that those like her had been told to expect for 400 years beforehand. We hear about the 400 years of silence between Malachi and Matthew from the end um, time of the prophets who were prophesying about the coming of the Messiah to when Jesus actually showed up on scene. And after 84 years of her own waiting for Jesus to come, in that moment at the temple, when she saw Jesus without frustration after all of that time waiting or doubt or hesitation, at that moment, she worshiped. Now, sometimes it can be the hardest thing to do to set aside all the difficult things in life to look at the good. Trust me, I know that well. But I think when we do, when we move things around and decide to turn our attention to what is good, we can have the opportunity to see without a doubt the many stories, the many reasons to rejoice in the knowledge that this baby was and still is the hope for the earth. I think if we can sit in that, we can recognize how beautiful that really is. So now after a couple weeks of Advent um, studying and as we've been waiting expectantly just like Anna, let's spend some time singing and praising just like she did when she recognized that Jesus was in the room with her just like he is with you. Let's rejoice in the good news of the King together.